Acquisitions come in all shapes and sizes. In part two of this interview, Ian Wilson reflects on some of the different processes that lie behind them. First, smaller deals. There's a, a spectrum of, of deals from the small ones to the very large ones. And starting at the small end, I mean, for example, the shoe shop in German Street that I sold, uh, in that case, we advertised the business in the Financial Times. And I was quite surprised to find that the main players who I thought might be interested did respond. Uh, in that case, we used a, a small boutique advisor who ad advised on the deal and we went through the usual contract with lawyers, due diligence uh, and, and closing that. Second, larger deals. Let's talk about a deal that's perhaps in the order of 50 million to 500 million euro. Um, in that case, uh, a bank is normally uh, retained as an advisor and the first thing that happens is that an information memorandum is, is written by the bank in conjunction with the management of the, of, of the organisation that's, that's selling the, the, the property. And that information memorandum will describe the business, the markets they're in, um, the competitors, um, the products. There'll be financial information in the information memorandum that shows the historic performance of the business in terms of its profit and its cash generation. Probably a one or pa two page teaser of the information memorandum uh, is sent to prospective purchasers by the advisory bank without actually disclosing who the who the seller is and those the recipients of the teaser are then asked to express an interest and the bank in conjunction with the seller will then select a shortlist who are then sent the information memorandum now on receipt of the information memorandum the prospective purchasers normally retain advisors to advise them on the value and how that deal fits with their organisation. And uh, as a result, after normally a couple of weeks having received the information memorandum, they'll be asked to submit a, a non-binding bid to show the value that they place on the deal. The response to the information memorandum is then considered by the advisors to the sellers and the number of purchases is then again reduced. Um, one normally takes the highest bids and or at least the bids of the highest value and then um, the two or three people left at that stage are asked to produce a markup to a sale and purchase agreement. At that stage the um, the vendors' advisors will instruct the purchasers' advisors to maximise the value of their bids um, prior to possibly entering an exclusive negotiation process with one or, or at most two, two bidders. And of course, the bidders then go away and maximise their synergies to maximise the value of the deal. 
But I have been involved with one situation where the seller's advisors told the purchase advisors that there were still several people involved in the deal, when in fact there was only one um, bidder left in. And of course that's a rather unethical way to um, try to increase the value. Thank <music> you.